Hello, and welcome to the Royal Hour Podcast, hosted by the one and only Prince Onyx. Join me on a daily to weekly basis with the Royal Court and I as we delve deep into a wide range of topics. From entertainment to politics, both professional and streetwise, to personal stories of things that we've experienced. From dating troubles to family drama and (laughs) even our own tea that'll get spilled. All from a Chicago perspective that at times can be viewed as worldly. You can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and more. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just want to say first and foremost, thank you to the Anchor FM app because without it, the Royal Hour podcast would have never been able to see the light of day. Here at Anchor FM, it is a free 99 app that allows you to record and edit your podcast with all the tools that are available to you. And again, did I mention that it is totally free? Oh yeah, it is free, free, free. And this app is free. Da 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 da. It's free. It's the free ninety nine for me. With this app, of course, like I said, it's free. You get to edit and record your podcast. You have all the tools available. And it is distributed to other podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. So be sure to join Anchor FM today and let them know that the Royal Hour podcast by Prince Onyx sent you. Thank you. Ciao. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Royal Hour with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. So we're going to start this episode off on a bit of a heavier note, and I'm apologizing in advance. I know I'm normally, you know, all bubbly and you know all that good shit, but uh, as of yesterday, and that was April 25th, uh, 2022, Megan Thee Stallion did an interview with Gail King, which I'm not going to lie, even though I am not a lawyer, let's get that understood, I'm not a lawyer, but I I don't know if it would have been a good idea to do it now since the trial does not start until later this year. And on top of that, the trial is not over yet. I think had they would have had her waited out until the trial was over, then speak about it. You know, then it's like, hey, the trial's over. Boom, yada, yada, yada. Just because, as Vivica Fox had pointed out on Cocktails with the Queens on Fox Soul, is that the is that the defense team Tory's team of lawyers can now use this interview if it is allowed to be admissible in court. They can use this interview against her and be like, oh, but this isn't the story that we heard at first and yada, 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 which is a tactic that lawyers will use oftentimes, as we have seen time and time again. And especially for those of you guys who, like myself, watch Law and Order uh, SVU, for example. And let's say the episode includes a trial scene or scenes at the court, you know, during the trial. The defense who is defending the rapist, the pedophile, the molester, the murderer, the whatever this person is, sex trafficker, whatever the case is, will be like, oh, to the victim who is being represented by the uh, prosecution, excuse me, by the uh, by the prosecution team who is prosecuting the person who harmed them. They'll be like, oh, well, this isn't what you said to the cops when this happened and did it like they'll try to throw it back on you. And the point is to try to slip you up and fuck you up. Right. So that you end up slipping up and saying something that you really shouldn't even say or don't even mean to say. But they're doing that so that they can trip you up. So in this interview, she details what happened and she was very candid. And of course, you know, Gail King being like any journalist, you know, she doesn't really journalists unfortunately cannot care about the interviewees 
the person who they are interviewing, the interviewee's emotions. So if you're crying and breaking down, in Gail King's case, when you're doing an interview with her, what they will do is, and this is, you know, now speaking as a filmmaker, they're going to cut to an over-the-shoulder shot of Gail's face while Megan is crying so that by the time they cut back over and it's a close-up on Megan's face, she's wiped, she's, she done already wiped her tears away. Um, because it's like, it's very heart-wrenching to have to do that as a journalist, but it's even more so heart-wrenching when it's like, damn, like this girl is really crying and just, you know, spilling her guts out and emotional because it's like, yo, this nigga shot me, shot at me, whatever the case is, bullet fragments are in both of her feet still to this day. They have, the doctors weren't able to get all of them out. So that happened then her best friend you know they end up falling out over this and then whole time as cbs had obtained the text message from kelsey kelsey you literally texted megan's bodyguard like help tory shot megan so you even admitted that he shot her and should the bodyguard slash driver for tory who hasn't spoken out because i i don't believe that the man who who allegedly has spoke out you know about a year or two ago on some random youtube channel i don't believe that was tory's bodyguard i believe that was some guy trying to get clout who may have been around tory or whatever the case is i i doubt that that was the actual bodyguard um you know it's like you know nobody's heard from an official statement from him yet but it's just like People, especially what's more heart wrenching is that black women, more than anything, there are more so black women who are out here just, you know, being a pick me, but more so being a pick me. It's it's this need to it's this need that unfortunately has been ingrained, programmed and taught and has conditioned black women from the time they are girls to grown women to always, always protect the black man. Even if that black man is beating your ass, you still have to somehow, some way protect him from the world and police brutality and white supremacy, da, 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 da. So damn the fact that he's beating your ass. Let me set up the scenario. Damn the fact that he's beating your ass and also fucking on your kids. So molesting your children, beating your ass, but because he's paying the bills and he's a good man, Savannah, he's a good man. Because of all that shit, it's like, so so fuck them kids, <laughs> you know, fuck them. And also fuck you because he's beating you, but he's doing all the other stuff of taking care of things around the house and he's a good man. And, you know, it's just the, the white man, this and the, the system and the da, 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 like making up all these excuses. And then, you know, for people you know, who want to try to say Megan is this agent of chaos. So you reap what you sow. And oh, she's if she wasn't out here twerking and if she was being a respectable woman, respectability politics is not going to fucking save any of us. I need y'all to really embody that and ingrain that into your minds that respectability politics has never nor will it ever save us. Because by that logic, respectability politics should have saved Emmett Till. Respectability politics should have saved Malcolm X. Respectability politics should have saved Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Respectability politics, like y'all really have to think about why it is that y'all are so quick to throw Megan out and throw her to the wind and throw her to the wolves because of what her, her songs, her music, her content, the image that she puts out there. It's like, this is a young black girl in her twenties who has come into new money. She's a, a star. She's famous. She's a celebrity. You know, she went from being the, the girl that can rap on campus and being in the ciphers to, you know, she had, you know, the deal with 1501 and da 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 and all of this stuff. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's disheartening. It's really disheartening when I'm seeing the amount of black women 
who are just so quick to turn on that girl. A girl who has no family around. She's by herself. So at that time when she was hanging out with, you know, Tori and she had Kelsey with her and all this other stuff, she was so she was she was so trusting of any and everybody. Everybody was her friend. Hey, friend. Like, you know, she was just so I'm not going to say reckless, but she was just being, you know, herself. A young girl with, again, new money. Her mom was her manager and then she passed away. Her grandmother passed away in the same month. And, you know, what I'm saying then on top of that, we all cooped up in the house due to COVID. So it ain't like she was out performing or doing no shit like that. Then, you know, we all see George Floyd getting killed, you, you know, like police brutality at an all time high, like all of this shit going on. And all because whatever really happened between the three of them, because my theory is my theory is that Tori used Kelsey to get to Megan because no one is investing millions of dollars in Kelsey. She is. It's easy to throw her to the to the wind because she's no she's essentially and this is just how it is. She's essentially the nobody out of the three of them. Tori and Megan are the celebrities. They're the, Megan is the star. Tori not having as much of a celebrity status as Megan, he thought to himself, "Okay, how can I get access to Megan? Oh, I'm going to use her best friend and make her best friend think that I love her. Yada yada yada. I'm fucking on her now." I'm fuck, I'm, but I'm fucking on Megan at the same time. Then we're at Kylie Jenner's house. We're at this party or whatever. I'm flirting with Kylie and all up in her face. You got to think Megan and Kelsey are probably like, damn, is this nigga? And then they probably looked at each other and was like, yo, you two, like probably shook that this nigga is, he done came between both of them. He done came between both of them. Now, uh, now they arguing in the car. Megan gets the fuck out the car because she just don't want to be around that. They keep begging her and basically damn almost coercing her to get back in the car. She does. The arguing ensues and continues once again. She gets out. And then this little nigglet, this demonic little leprechaun motherfucker just says dance bitch and has a gun and he just starts shooting at her. And a lot of y'all who are being on that pick me energy, y'all have never been shot at or shot. I have not either. And I, and I thank God every day for that. However, you need to imagine that if a person is in a very high tense, stressful situation, the adrenaline is rushing. She, you know, when you think about it, when adrenaline is rushing, you don't feel what's happening until the adrenaline has gone down and you have calmed down. And now it's just like, whoa, wait a minute. This motherfucker shot me. God damn. And it's like, then again, get in the car, you know, even though we just, even though he just shot you and it's just, uh, it was, it was really heartbreaking watching that interview y'all. It was because when she broke, broke, when she started to really, really break, it was the fact that she said that all she wishes that she could do is call her mama and just ask her, Ma, what do I do? What do I do? Because nowadays, as she said in the interview, nowadays when it comes to new people coming around her, she talks to people for about 30 minutes and then she she cut, she deads the conversation because after that 30 minutes, she'll get emotional and start crying and she don't want to have to explain to a stranger why she's crying. And shit, I even got to say on a deeper level, as an Aquarius, I get that, you know, um... I get that when it comes to the trusting factor, especially for those of y'all who've been rocking with me since the beginning, you know, after the events of last year with whew, those toxic individuals that I had to get rid of. And then the love of my life in that situation, like I, man, even now, y'all, I found myself becoming so withdrawn from people that it takes a lot for me to really want to 
go out with folks. Like I have done, there have been some, there have been times where I've damn near flaked on folks. And then I felt bad about it after the fact or during, you know, during the day of that we were supposed to hang out. But it's just like, when you go through something real traumatic, not trying to compare my situation to Megan's, I'm just saying when you go through different things that are traumatic to you, it takes time to heal. It takes time to trust again. It takes time to learn to trust again, because when you have that wall up as an Aquarius, man, that motherfucker is a hard thing to get down. Oh, when, when an Aquarius or a Capricorn or a Gemini or a Pisces or whatever, whichever sign you can think of has a wall up, it's so hard to get it down. But you got to think to yourself, you got to think, damn, something must have happened that caused this person to have that wall up. And as much as you want to try to be like, hey, I'm the good guy, I'm the good person, or I'm your friend, I, you know, you can trust me. You got to realize that they don't see it that way. They don't see it that way. They don't see it that way because in their minds, it's still a fight or flight survival mode where it's like, you know what? Hey, it is what it is. I'm going to talk like in Megan's case, she'll talk to you for about 30 minutes. And then after that, that's it. She'll dare the conversation. She's not as trusting as she used to be. And it's really sad. My heart goes out for her because it's just like she doesn't deserve this, yo. Like it just goes to show that the whole idea, the mythology, the ideology behind protect black women really comes with terms and conditions. And if you don't meet said terms and conditions, the the, the bullshit requirements that are draped in respectability politics for black women and black girls. Oh, you don't deserve it. So it's a fuck you, Megan. It's a fuck you, Jada. Like, y- y'all really are quick to throw these women under the bus, celebrity or not. But it's like, yo, what if somebody did what they d- What if a nigga shot at y'all mama or at you, at your sister, your your, your female cousin, your nieces, your, your, your granddaughters, your grandma, like your auntie? Like, what if? What if like for the black women who think Megan is lying, the only part she lied about was that she stepped on fucking glass, y'all, because in her mind, she thought, bitch, if I tell them that there was that there's a gun present, they are going to shoot all four of us. Fuck the fact that I'm Megan Thee Stallion. Fuck the fact that he's Tory Lanez and and Kelsey again, Kelsey and the bodyguard. Y'all are just regular degular folks, but fuck y'all, too. They the cops just going to start shooting. This is the LAPD that we are talking about, y'all. The L.A. fucking PD. And everybody, anybody with some fucking common sense and knowledge and Google can can Google can discover and research the racist history. But that's a whole nother conversation. It's just the sheer fact that for, for you bitches, fuck it, because now I got to get gritty for you black bitches who like to drag Megan. Why? Answer me that. Why? Why do you feel the need to drag her? Why? Is it because your nigga is jerking off to her secretly at night or some shit like that? Or your nigga wishes that you looked like her? That's a whole nother conversation between you and that man. But the truth is, the real truth is, a lot of you bitches are living under the under a roof with a Tory Lanez archetype. A motherfucker who may have a Napoleon, a Napoleon complex. A motherfucker who has that Ike Turner energy. Somebody who, again beats the shit out of you and is possibly molesting your children but because he's doing all the other stuff providing for you and the family oh it's whatever he's a good man savannah well let's see if that good man is going to ever change like how you think he is because you're giving him chance and chance to prove to you that he still ain't shit but you still are in hopes that he is going to become something worth a damn because of this need this need to protect black men even if they are predators even if they are abusers even if they are whatever anything heinous anything disgusting you're going to fucking protect them because 
Unfortunately, black women from the time they are girls, as I said earlier, have been conditioned to always defend and protect the black man. Even if he's the scum of the fucking earth, you still have to protect him. And we have to let that shit go because that is exactly why someone like R. Kelly was able to do what he did. Someone like Bill Cosby was able to do what he did. Trey Songs, even the, and shit is catching up to him now. Like the, y'all got to realize that the reason why these motherfuckers were able to do what they did is because the black women who were in their corner were going to hold them down despite all the evidence being laid out in front of them. Like, you got to think, for example, the baby, he still has, and it's crazy, he still has black women who are fans of his who will still find a way to protect him even, even though, hell, the footage came out now with the whole Walmart shooting and how he was fighting, though, he was fighting the one dude who was Jalen's friend, the guy who he had shot. And then, you know, he pulls out the gun and shoots Jalen, the guy, the young boy, the young 19-year-old who he shot in his fucking back. And you will still have black women who would try to protect him, protect the baby and defend him. It's like these motherfuckers are showing you who they are and how they get down. And because they can sing some songs or because they make you laugh or in Bill Cosby's case, he, you know, Bill Cosby's case, he was America's father. He was America's father. Oh, my God. America's father. Because a lot of you motherfuckers, you niggas and bitches alike, grew up probably without a dad. So y'all attachment and abandonment issues got hyper, got fucking hyper focused and you hyper fixated on Bill Cosby not being able to separate the character he played on TV, which hell, even the character himself, he was low key telling the public how he got down. How are you a gynecologist that runs his practice out in within his basement of his home? And nobody found that weird. Okay, interesting. But to go back to Megan, I'm just praying for her mental health, her spiritual health, her emotional health, because she just really needs a lot of therapy. And as much as I would love to be like, Megan, please get the fuck out the spotlight for a little bit. Unfortunately, she can't because, you know, these labels, you know, they they put a, a lot of money into to Megan, just like the uh, Tory's label has put a lot of money into him. And so, you know, they want to return on their investment and then some. So they're not really thinking of her best interest, even though they're trying to protect her. But truth be told, it's like, damn, are y'all really trying to protect her? Because, you know, having to relive that shit every single day of her life, that girl needs help. That girl needs help. You know, like people, of course, it's easy for somebody to dig at her and be like, oh, but she's an alcoholic and da 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 da. Who do you not know in your life has used substances to cope with? with the loss of not one, but two parents and grandparents, people who were the closest to them. And on top of that, you add fame and money and access is, yo, maybe people have tried to talk to her. I don't fucking know. And y'all don't know either, but maybe people have tried to talk to her, but it's hard to get through to her at times because it's a lot. It's a fucking lot. So I just, I, I hate to see how she is being treated I hate to see how you pick me bitches are trying to drag her. And I'm, I'm just wanting to remind y'all. I want to remind y'all that them same black men who y'all are going up for who are abusers, they will literally do the same shit to you, if not worse, despite you being a pick me, despite you showing that, oh, I'm not a Megan Thee Stallion archetype. I'm not a Chloe, the ba Chloe Bailey archetype. I'm not out here shaking and twerking my ass and I'm not out here, quote unquote, degrading myself. I'm not out here doing this, this, that and the third. It's like. Y'all do mental gymnastics just to try to justify the harm being brought on, on to a black woman by the hands of a black man. 
It's still a lot of you pick me bitches that believe that the real victims of R. Kelly, not these older bitches who that's a whole nother conversation because y'all were like grown, grown. And he somehow put you in his harem anyway. But the real victims, y'all still think that they were, quote unquote, fast tail little girls, hiding ass little girls. But y'all overlook the fact that a lot of these girls come from broken homes, may have been victims of rape and molestation. And so it's like, yo, y'all do the mental gymnastics of white supremacy. It's more division. It's more of us fighting. It's more of this this fucking uh, this stupid ass gender war that should not fucking exist. And it's so disheartening. It's so disheartening. Y'all would rather drag a Megan, a Doja Cat, a, a Chloe Bailey, a Nikki, a Beyonce, or whomever, if they are not giving you the energy of a, a Nina Simone or a Lauren Hill, which, fun fact, Nina Simone was very sexual in, in her songs and in her content as well. But y'all overlook that or y'all don't want to believe that because she, too, was a dark-skinned woman. She was a dark-skinned woman, just like Megan, who is brown. She's a brown, dark-skinned woman. She's not light-skinned, so let's let's cut that out. But it's like y'all just justify dragging a black woman. How can my thing is in the words of Kate Michelle, as a woman, how can you find that okay? Because in your heart of hearts, you think that Tory Lanes and the niggas who are just like him will pick you, and they won't do none of what they have been alleged to have done to other women. So you think Tory Lanez or the nigga or Tory Lanez archetype wouldn't pistol whip the fuck out of you? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You know, y'all bitches don't. Y'all bitches amaze me. And I'm going to just say this. There's a special place in hell for each and every one of y'all. There's a special place in hell for each and every one of y'all. And I want y'all to know that, embody that, embrace it, smell it taste it and just swallow it whole because there's a special place in hell for y'all because of you bitches y'all are the reasons why the, the that there are still various R. Kelly's in the black community because of you bitches there's a reason why there's still various forms of bill cosby's in the community because of you bitches there's a reason why your homegirls are with these niggas who are given the energy of a trey songs or the baby or tory lanes and they ain't gonna tell you what's really going on because you're seeing everything positive that that nigga is doing for her but overlooking the fact that he's possibly beating her ass behind the scenes i swear y'all bitches are the fucking worse and i cannot stand none of y'all fuck you and i will see y'all in the next segment those of my listeners but to you raggedy bitches out there fuck you and good night i'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the notorious big black and ugly as ever however so I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. Black and ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour, Prince Onyx, sent you. Ow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Royal Hour with your good guy, Prince Onyx. 
I had to really take a second to just like calm myself down after that first segment because to finish it off, y'all, this is my question to all you pick me bitches and you raggedy toxic niggas. What are y'all going to say when the trial is done? He is found guilty. Then what? Is it still going to be, oh, well, that bitch lying and, you know, the machine is behind her. Bitch, by that logic, the machine is behind both these motherfuckers. They are signed to different labels. And they, these labels are trying to protect their investments, i.e. the artists, the, which is essentially a product. These human beings are products, in, in other words, property to these labels. So what the fuck are y'all going to say then when it's proven that this motherfucker is guilty? in the court of law fuck the court of public opinion in the court of law and i know we have our feelings towards the justice system and and the and law and stuff like that but goddamn it y'all i mean what else are we supposed what else is she supposed to do just just quietly be all right with this motherfucker shooting her anyway y'all before i get on another tangent let's go ahead and talk about something a bit more lighthearted. keyword a bit more but let's talk about and this is really for for my 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 brothers my my girls the gays okay this is for y'all for us okay this shit is for us why the fuck do so many of y'all be having this need to say fuck love and oh i'm a dog i'm a die single da 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 y'all have this mean girl archetype this i don't need a man archetype this i'm an independent motherfucker da 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 y'all have this these mentalities and these mindsets that make it impossible for a guy to want to approach you because if a guy doesn't look like basically the equivalent of your favorite porn star or only fan sex performer y'all be quick to throw his ass to the wolves, to throw him back to the wind. And then y'all love to say, oh, I'm for the streets and the streets is where I stay and da-da-da-da-da. Bitch, the streets do not love you. The streets don't love nobody, not even itself or themselves. Bitch, the streets is not a place for anybody to be proud of being at, okay? Because y'all will be the same raggedy niggas who will be on Twitter or on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever social media platform and be crying boohoo, tattoo, motherfucking crocodile tears about, oh, why am I single? Why am I lonely? It's another Christmas, another insert favorite holiday or whatever, insert favorite holiday, insert holiday, and you still lonely. And, and then your friends who are, well, really, they about to become your former friends, but the friends who are in relationships, you start noticing that they don't really invite you around much anymore because again, low key, they all got tired of you being the third wheel or the lonely motherfucker in the bunch and everybody can feel that energy and that energy is very toxic. See, misery loves company, but company isn't too fond of misery. And that's the full phrase. Most people stop at misery loves company and forget that company ain't too fond of that bitch called misery. So you got to think about it. Y'all have this mentality of, oh, well, a nigga got to do this for me, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Bitch, if you're a prostitute, just say that. And I'm not trying to knock the sex workers out there, but it's like, look, if you're a prostitute, just say that. But if you want love like you really do, everybody wants love. Even my one friend who I, child, that motherfucker, Jesus Christ. Because we had gotten to it like last week and then we patched up. It's a whole nother story with that person. Fuck it. I'm a side swipe. We always get we always butt heads whenever we discuss the topic of relationships and dating and love as it pertains to our community, the black queer community. And while they are in a healthy, loving relationship and I am seeing somebody right now, you know, they love to take a dig at me because my relationship 
it doesn't look like theirs or doesn't mirror theirs or because of whatever fucking weird things they like to take a dig at, right? But then it's the same motherfucker that when their partner was in peril, they was boohoo crying to me on the motherfucking phone. And here I am consoling them and letting them know, hey, I got you, you know, shoulder to cry on when some shit had happened to their partner. Their partner is fine now. But, you know, this was the same motherfucker who years ago used to swear, oh, I don't need love. Fuck this shit. And that was because they had got out of a toxic relationship. See, and that's my point. So many of us, so many of y'all have are still dealing with relationship PTSD that you have not healed properly from, meaning take time out for yourself. Don't go from one person to the next person to the next person to the next person, because then you are leading, you are uh, creating a trail of broken hearts. And that trail is going to lead directly to you. You are hurting other people because you yourself are still hurting and you have not taken the time to process your hurt in a way where it's like, let me get some therapy. Let me get some counseling. Should you be able to afford it? But also let me just go back to who I was before this relationship. Let me find myself again. A lot of people feel like they don't have that time to do that. But really, you do. You make time for what matters to you. And so I say that to say is that people have to really we got to stop that shit. You have to stop trying to make somebody make up for what the what the previous person did to you. Stop holding what the previous person did to you and then projecting has stop holding on to the actions and inactions and toxicity of what the previous person did to you and then projecting that and you know projectile vomiting that onto the next person who's trying to get to know you. They're joking with you, they're flirting with you and it's like it's a damn shame when motherfuckers can't even flirt with you. And make jokes with you without you getting all, all you know, you, you're fucking thong and jockstrap in a bunch. And just be ready to just like say, oh, fuck you, nigga. And da 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 This is why I, don't, I, don't, I can't stand you motherfuckers. And da da But y'all will be the same bitches who is in the clubs every other fucking weekend. And way into your 40s and 50s and 60s and beyond. God willing, y'all make it that fucking far. And again, all your former friends have, they are in good long-term relationships. Hell, some of them are, shit, they're married, if not, you know, common law marriage or whatever the case is. And nobody really wants to fuck with you or be around you because again, who wants to be around the lonely motherfucker? A lot of y'all think being lonely is okay and it's not. Being content with being single is one thing, but becoming convinced that, oh, love isn't for you. No, bitch, you just have been running into a lot of negative motherfuckers because there's something in you that is attracting negativity to you. Now, see, a lot of y'all like to write that shit off as, oh, that's that spiritual miracle hoopla bullshit. Da, 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 da. No, that's some real law of attraction, karmic law, spiritual, universal shit. Like this phrase, you are what you eat. You know what I'm saying? Especially because vegans love to use that against people who aren't vegan. Whole another conversation. But it's like you what you put out you're going to attract. So if you put out this stuck up high sedity, oh, I don't need no nigga for shit mentality, you're going to attract niggas who just going to fuck you, dog you out. He'll probably abuse you and just go on to the next one and leave you broken. And then you're expecting somebody else to fix you. Nobody can fix you but yourself. Nobody can save you but yourself. And on top of that. You cannot expect somebody, to, someone else, the next person, the next man to fix what he did not break. You cannot put them expectations on him. You cannot. You just can't. As much as you would love to, that's foul as fuck. And that's that's uncalled for. Again, you cannot expect the next person to fix what they did not break. They didn't break you. 
They just met you. They want to get to know you. They like you. They're catching feelings for you. Hell, they might fuck around and say that they love you. But you and you have to be willing and open enough to receive that love. And until you are ready, you're going to be single. Until you are ready, you're going to be met with rejection. You're going to be met with heartbreak. You're going to be met with all of this stuff and trying to figure out, well, why me? Why can't I? Where, when am I going to have my turn? And when, when is my time going to come? It's going to come when you're fucking ready, when you have healed. And I'm not going to lie. For some of us, the best way to get over somebody is to get under, up under somebody else. For some of us. But that don't work for everybody because you got to really ask yourself, am I ready for love? Like that India Ari song, I am ready for love. Look, my vocals is a little fucked up. But anyway, I am ready for love. God damn it. You know, why are you hiding from me? So ooh, I was going to hit that, that Chicago footwork juke mix on y'all. <laughs> oh, God, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Let me stop because Chad, I will hit that shit on y'all. I am with the little high pitched voice and shit. I am ready for love. <laughs> but no, it's like you got to really ask yourself, am I ready for love? And you have to affirm yourself. Them self affirmations, that stuff really does work, but you have to believe in it and give it a chance. And also, speaking of giving it a chance, Give that next man who wants to love you a chance because y'all swear up and down. Y'all, look, a lot of y'all trying to be the gay version of future. And I'm gonna let y'all know right now that shit ain't gonna work because, again, y'all trying to be lone be, you know, for the streets. Baby, these streets is not safe. We got super gonorrhea, super chlamydia, super syphilis. We look these damn STIs and STDs are growing stronger. OK, like, bitch. What shit? What did Kanye say? Make it faster, work it, hard, whatever the fuck. The stronger song, bitch. Like these damn songs, these songs, these damn viruses and diseases are growing stronger, y'all. So y'all might want to tread lightly with that shit. And that's a whole nother conversation, cause child, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, cause this niggas out here, child. Oof, that's a whole nother conversation. I don't want to get too fucking messy. <laughs> then again, it's my show, so I just might. But no, real shit though. It's like all that. Oh, I'm for the streets. Yeah, keep being for the streets, but then you're going to be crying on the fucking timeline and you're going to start wondering why your mutuals are disappearing. It's because motherfuckers are muting and blocking your ass because who wants to keep seeing that shit 24 fucking seven? Not me, bitch. Not me. So, yeah, y'all need to let that shit go. <clears throat> let that shit go. Again, my voice is a little shot. So, you know, I'd be like trying to do a little high note. Let that shit the fuck go, though, because I can't do my high notes. So, anyway, let that shit the fuck go. Stop saying that you for the streets. Fuck the streets. Go find love. How about that? Anyway, we will be right back after this commercial from our sponsor. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just want to say first and foremost, thank you to the Anchor FM app because without it, the Royal Hour podcast would have never been able to see the light of day. Here at Anchor FM, it is a free 99 app that allows you to record and edit your podcast with all the tools that are available to you. And again, did I mention that it is totally free? Oh yeah, it is free, free, free. And this app is free. Da 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 da. It's free. It's the free ninety nine for me. With this app, of course, like I said, 
It's free. You get to edit and record your podcast. You have all the tools available and it is distributed to other podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. So be sure to join Anchor FM today and let them know that the Royal Hour podcast by Prince Onyx sent you. Thank you. Ciao. (laughs) I'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the Notorious B.I.G. Black and ugly as ever. However, So I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. Black and ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour Prince Onyx sent you. Ow. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome back to the Royal Hour podcast. I am so sorry for the delay, you guys. Long story short, my boo thing is back in town for the weekend and we kicking it. But right now I am taking care of some personal things before me and him link back up again. But anyway, aside from that, I wanted to get back to you guys for this episode, which is really just a shoot the shit episode. Like when it's just like, you know what? Let me just give y'all various topics and opinions and things like that. OK, so recently um, Terry Crews had went on. What's his name? No, not Noah's Ark. That's the TV show. Trevor Noah. There we go. Trevor Noah's show. And he basically apologized as a black man. Back in 2020, he said some very disparaging things that cost him the support of black people where he was talking about, oh, you know, black supremacy. We can't allow for Black Lives Matter to form into black supremacy and we don't want Black Lives Matter to form into black lives better and shit like that. Right. And so now he's apologizing and Here's the thing. Do I think he's genuine in his apology? Not really. Not necessarily. It's a business thing for him at this point because he realizes just like many celebrities, hell, even Stacey Dash, you realize this. Once you try to ostracize the very crux of your the very crux and not even crux, but the fucking root of your support system, which primarily is black people. Once you ostracize us, you then realize that god damn it no one's really going to support me because everyone else white and non-black is going to then pull back from you and be like well we shouldn't really support this person because they're they've disrespected their own people as much as you know it may not be seen that way but like with terry cruz for example him doing what he did it's like yo bro we pulled back from you as the black collective like yeah you made us laugh and smile and all of that stuff and you know kiki and cackle and all of that stuff you know during you know when you were in white chicks and everybody hates chris i mean hell there was a girl there was a girl who literally was talking to terry cruz on twitter um i think pre-pandemic if not during the pandemic before he did those tweets and she literally was trying to get approval of using his face from his character of julius on um 
or whatever the character's name was on Everybody Hates Chris, you know, he was just like mean mugging, looking at you like, ooh, don't be spending money. And she needed to get his approval to get to use his image. And he he allowed it on her bank card. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he was a cultural impact, you know, from Friday after next to again, Everybody Hates Chris to white chicks. Like he was just, he was that black guy that like was like, you know, <sighs> The very hotepy of us, you know, the hotep niggas will call him a coon and a book and oh, he's shucking and jiving and all this other stuff. But we just found him funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a lot of, you know, and white chicks and Friday after Nexus characters were, were they were gay. But it's like we over, I would say most people overlooked that because it was comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like most people didn't think that he was actually gay in real life. You know what I'm saying? And then when that shit happened with his white agent that then got fired, you know, after he did what he did to him, grabbing his balls in front of his wife, in front of Terry Cruz's wife at a Hollywood party, you know, like just grabbing his ball, grabbing him by the penis and balls, you know what I'm saying? Just like they would do on the plantation. We all stood behind him and was like, yo, that's fucked up. That's foul. We we as the black delegation, the black collective, we all stood behind him. So now that he has felt the brunt of us no longer supporting him, which then has led other people to be like, you know, other non-black and white people to be like, you know what? Let's go look for another black person who black people support and who who have not been pissed off by that person. And now that his pockets are affected and he's not really getting as many opportunities, he's now feeling the brunt of that. And, you know, yeah, it could be a guilty guilty conscience, but again, it's seeing as though we are all in the entertainment industry, you know, myself and Terry Crews and other people. Yes, I may be small scale, but I'm never going to underestimate myself, okay? Um, unlike some of you girlies. Anyway, um... Now that he's felt the brunt of that, it's just kind of like, oh, fuck, I need to get black people back on my side. Yeah, now you need to get us back on your fucking side because you realize that you pissed us off. And it's just like, dude, what the fuck? We supported you. We liked you at one point. Like, we liked you. We fucked with you. And it's like when you get the black people's okay, when you get the black people's approval, it's like... It's like thought crimes that's ran by sincere ignorance and Prince Solomon. Shout out to you guys. It's like thought crimes that said at one point, you know, when you piss off black people, that's kind of it for you. You know what I'm saying? As a black entertainer, because you're we're the root of your fan base. You know, like we are the roots, as Billie Holiday would say, um, you know, blood at the le blood on the leaves and blood at the root, you know, blood at the root. Like we are the, the root part of your support base and we big you up. The only thing is don't turn around and shit on us. It's similar to how when people his thing, if you're black and you're dating interracially, if you're married interracially, I am at a point now where I no longer look at you sideways. However, if you are anti-black while being in an interracial union relationship, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm going to look at you funny because it's like, why do you have to shit on your own people just to big up who you are, your partner who's non-black? Like, just because you ran into a lot of ain't shit niggas. That says something about you on the inside that you have not internally f internalized and fixed. So now you are shitting on your entire race still while being in this interracial union that you have formed, that you have chosen consciously and subconsciously and unconsciously, but more importantly, consciously formed, you know? So it's just like with Terry Crews. Your apology is a little it's a little too little too late, but it's also you're doing and you're doing some very late ass damage control. 
because you really thought that what you said in 2020 was some hot shit and you probably still stand behind those beliefs as quiet as it is kept but you think that oh if i just apologize as a black man everybody's gonna forgive me no nigga we're not gonna forgive like we we remember really fucking good and that just is what it is there's this thing called the internet and the internet lasts forever just like diamonds are forever word to kanye diamonds are forever they won't leave in the night have no fear that they might desert me diamonds are forever Lower your hands in the sky if you feel alive diamonds are forever ever. anyway girl i got into a whole nother space <laughs> shout out to kanye but anyway you know, with Terry Crews again, it's like, sir, we good on that. We're we're good on that. We are. But anyway, you guys, you know what? Fuck it. No, I'm going to do this as a double segment because I love you guys before we get out of here because this episode is arriving late. I'm sorry. But again, you know, some sh- you know things came up, you know, getting some dick. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Now we're going to pivot over to my favorite girl. Y'all know I'm going to probably fuck around and get some sound effects eventually and get like a soundboard. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we're going to go over to my good sis, Mariah, the motherfucking scientist. So um, her concert has her tour rather has been selling out, sold out fucking shows. I want to give a fucking congrats and a round of applause to Mariah, the fucking scientist, because I don't give a fuck what none of y'all say. That girl can sing. And she's showing clips from her fans who are recording her at the at the tour, you know, at the tour, you know, at the shows performing. And like when she hits them high notes, she's hitting them high notes. And I can I can tell from a fan perspective, super fan, not necessarily a stand, but a super fan. She's no longer she's really letting go of that 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 nervousness and that fear that she had. But you know what's really interesting though? So there was an interview she did recently. I forgot the young lady's name that she did the interview for, but she said something that made so much sense. She said that when it comes to performing, because most of her catalog is, you know, the heartbreak songs, the sad songs, you know, fuck this nigga, this nigga ain't shit. Oh, my God, you broke my heart type type of songs, you know, sad, real, real sad girl shit. So. She was saying that, like, it's honestly hard for her to really sing them songs and perform them the way that she knows that she should and can because she's no longer in that space. And it and it reminded me of how, like, when Summer Walker dropped Steel Over It and there were people who were comparing her to Mary, like they were saying, oh, Summer Walker is this generation's Mary J. Blige. And there was a YouTuber who was really, he's a super fan of Mary J. Blige. And he got so pissed off about that. And he was like dragging Summer. And I had to stop following him because I was just like, bruh, you're doing a lot. You're in your 30s. Summer is in her 20s. Let's chill the fuck out. But anyway, Mary J. Blige, even till this day, is able to channel those emotions from her entire catalog so take me as i am or have nothing at all reminisce 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 i can love you i can (laughs) anyway like her entire catalog she can when she's performing when she is on tour she can channel those emotions like nothing you know Whereas the new age R&B girls, whether it's Summer Walker and Mariah the Scientist, to use those two in particular, it takes a because even though this is really a buzzword and it's a very trendy thing to say, 
but being an empath or whatever the case is, they're being er not even overly sensitive, but being hypersensitive, being very sensitive to the point where, you know, sometimes you have to like really limit how much you talk to new people in your life. I understand from an artist's perspective and a spiritualist perspective how hard it can be for Mariah, the scientist, and Summer Walker to perform certain songs that, you know, when the wounds are low-key still fresh, like in Summer Walker's case with, you know, the breakup with London on the track, and with Mariah, the scientist, though she's in a new relationship, the, the heartbreak songs that all of us as our, her fans love, the reason why it's hard for her to perform or really perform them in the sense of where she's like crying on stage and she's breaking down or she's just like really, really into that space in that head space, mentally, spiritually, emotionally is because she's no longer in that space. And that should not be held against her because truth be told, I under, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like a song, like spread thin, like, like again, her lyricism, cause she writes all her songs, Mariah, just like Summer, you know, writes all her songs. The lyrics, are lo- like when you really just like read them and you're listening to the song, it's just like, yo, who the fuck hurt this girl? Or who the fuck hurt these these young women? Who hurt them? You know? And when you just listen, like, again, okay, spread thin. In the second verse where she says... Now I'm left to wonder how I let this go under, how I could watch it rain for so long and they hear no thunder, how we let all our Hollywood dreams end in a blunder, how I may never see you again. I hate when the summer ends, but it always would, and you'd always be disappointed because you're insecure, chasing things you thought you wanted like you thought you could, and just get further with front end. Like, like just like that song or reminders or in my nightmares, thanks for nothing, note to you, note to self, to you, aura, like just to name a few songs, a revenge, like I, I imagine it would take a lot to really have to channel that energy. You know, fuck it. I'm going to have to quote Lauren Hill on this one. Channel those chakras. Get those chakras aligned. Because it's like, yo, I'm no longer in this space when I wrote and, produ- and, and you know, recorded these songs. But I put them out officially, you know, on the album, on the, EP, on the EP, whatever the case is. And my fans are expecting me to do what's right. So I'm going to get my ass in the, in the in somebody's rehearsal studio. I'm going to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse and do the very best that I can and give these people what they paid for and have a good fucking time with my fans. And that's why I love I love her as an artist, Mariah, the scientist, because I get it. You know, when she said in an interview that it's hard to perform them songs because she's no longer in that space. I. I I understood it because I'm like, yeah, girl, that's a lot. You're in a happy space now. You're in a happy, healthy, loving relationship, you know, and it's a private relationship. None of us know who she's dating and that's for the best. And, you know, it's like, hey, and that's why for me, I actually want her to do to release the happy songs, the songs like mood and without you and 6 a.m you know songs where it's like she's talking about you know hey the good side of things when you're in love that yeah maybe the honeymoon phase whatever the case is but you're in fucking love you're in love 
You know, like I, I, I want her to release those songs, too. So that way it balances out her catalog, just because you don't want to be known as the as the as one of the queens of sad girl music forever. You want to diversify your content. You know what I'm saying? So it's like just like going back to Summer Walker as well, when she was uh, performing uh, for those two nights down in Atlanta and she when people were asking her to perform songs like fourth baby mama and um what is it uh switch a nigga out and i'm trying to think what else the, the intro song with cardi b uh with cardi b's voicemail even though i think she did perform that one or at least she let cardi b's voicemail part play um she was like hey i'm not gonna perform those songs because the wounds are still fresh and then there was another video that had came out saying that she like didn't know the lyrics she forgot the lyrics to those songs which i'm gonna say not to make an excuse because like how the fuck do you forget songs that you wrote but i'm gonna say this it's a mental thing you gotta hear me out on this it's a mental thing where it's like you know what i'm gonna block out these songs because you know what i recorded them i released them great everybody can relate to them fine but for me, it's like, y'all don't understand. I'm the fourth baby mama to this nigga who was my producer boyfriend. We produced the first album together over it, then still over it. All he did, allegedly, was just tell the other producers to add, you know, little sound effects and wind chimes and all this other stuff to different songs. here. All he did was like oversee the production because I'm also on this nigga's label, Love Renaissance. So it's like, yeah, and, it, and it's like the way that his him and his mother are treating me like trash now that me and him are no longer together because he fucked me over and he cheated on me and he fucked other bitches on me and all that stuff. And he left me alone while I was pregnant. It's like, yo, I'm sorry, but I can't perform these fucking songs right now and it's because she doesn't like these new girls whether it's summer walker mariah the scientist or whomever they're not trying to take up a space like mary j blige where they are boohoo crying on the stage or hell even like kelly Rowland when she performed dirty laundry one time and she was breaking down on stage because that song for her revealed when she was going through an abusive relationship you know what i'm saying and it's like people knew but she just couldn't get out of it. Like, like y'all have to really realize, like, this is why I stress the importance of having empathy and sympathy for the girls, because it's like, yo, I understand. It's like, it's hard to be able to perform these songs where it's like, damn, I wrote this when I was down bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell, for me as an artist myself, I cannot wait till y'all hear my music. For me, there are songs that, I'm going to perform them. Don't get it twisted. But I really got to channel that fucking energy in order to take myself into that space and realize, all right, this is just for a performance. This is just temporary. You're not reliving this permanently again. You're just temporarily reliving this experience. You feel what I'm saying? So I get that. So, you know, bottom line is, in conclusion, Mariah the Scientist, she can, she can sing because she has been hitting them high notes perfectly and perfecting them and summer walker and you know she's been doing good too and it's like these girls are doing the very best that they can but y'all gotta also remember this artist development is a thing of the past as quiet as it is kept unless these artists are actively speaking to their managers or teams and being like hey y'all i would like to be put in touch with such and such 
uh, vocal coach. I would like to be rehearsing this many times a week, this many times a day. I, I you know, I'm finna go on tour soon, so it would behoove me to start getting back in the re- in a rehearsal studio and performing and perfecting my craft, so that when I get on this stage, I'm not ju- I'm not giving subpar performances, but I'm actually singing to the best of my vocal ability. But then again, if I'm not talking with a vocal coach and practicing with a vocal coach, how am I going to know my 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 vocal capability. I mean, Steve Mackey, he's a vocal coach and he's also Monique Slaughter's cousin. He's right there. So maybe y'all need to put Mariah the Scientist and Summer Walker and whoever whoever else in touch with these people. Hell, I mean, if Chloe Bailey's open to it, hell, see if she would give vocal lessons. Ari Lennox, whoever, like put these girls and just these artists in general, male, female, trans, non-binary, however they identify, put them in touch with, with vocal coaches who are not just in it for a bag, but who are going to take their time with these artists and be like, all right, let me hear how you sound beforehand. All right, cool. I see where we need to improve. Let's do this. Let's practice our breathing exercises. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, again, artist development no longer fucking exists. So when people get mad at the new girls, whether it's Summer Walker, Mariah the Scientist, Normani, Tanache, whomever else, it's like y'all got to realize artist development no longer exists. Our labels are not dishing out the money like they were to really protect and invest in their investment, which is the artists. So you got to you got to really realize that you have to you have to really realize that. But anyway, you guys, that is all I got for now. <laughs> um I'm going to give y'all a little a little cute intro and we're going to close out for today's episode. But let me know what you guys think on that with Terry Crews and his apology as a black man to, you know, the vocal capabilities of Mariah, the scientist and Summer Walker. And yeah, I will see you guys next week. And... Hey guys, what's going on again? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and rocking with me since day one. Today's episode has been one of our little variety show shoot the shit type of episodes where it's different topics and just varying topics, in my opinion, on each and every one of them. And yeah, I just I'm thankful for that. And to be able to have those type of episodes where things aren't as heavy as they were when I'm talking about my life. But I have a real, real special episode coming up for you guys real soon that I think you guys are going to love. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear that one. But in the meantime and in between time, be sure to give us uh, give us here at the Royal Hour podcast that five star rating and leave a comment and share and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And always remember, sharing is caring. But thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to uh, Black Boy from Chicago and my various varying <laughs> various opinions of things that's happening in the world and entertainment to politics to the black community and so on and so forth and that's it that's all until next time peace